Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I'm here to talk about a four-letter word, conflict. You know, when we were little, most of us were taught, if you don't have something nice to say about someone, don't say anything at all. Well, I have to wonder, if we never learned this as kids or had this grilled into our brains as children, what would the world be like today as adults? Think about it. If we didn't create filters, if we didn't have that, you know, kind of built into us, I wonder what a meeting would look like. I don't know. I actually think it'd be kind of an interesting place. You know, kids aren't filtered. They say what's on their mind. They say what they feel at any given time. Would we be sitting in a a meeting and someone stands up and says, I have to poop, and they go to the bathroom? It's like, okay, that might be a little awkward, but what makes it awkward? What makes it awkward is we were taught that you don't say everything that's on your mind. You don't say exactly how you feel or what's going on with you at any given time. You have filters. You have boundaries. And that's what makes the world a happier, better place. See, the problem is to me, as humans, we don't know how to balance anything We sadly swing from one side of the pendulum to the other. We can't seem to find balance in the middle of that, right? So instead of, you know, oh, yeah, we should probably not tell people we have to go poop. But we should definitely be open and honest with our opinions about this work project that we're on or this thing that we're doing at church or how I feel or how someone else is making me feel We should absolutely, but instead what we do is we get so black and white and rigid about things, we just go, oh, well, then I'm not going to say anything at all. Now, I know that's not everybody. I actually, I was brought up in Southern California, and I actually do feel like, for the most part, Californians and a lot of New Yorkers I've met, we tend to be pretty direct. We tend to be pretty open. Our styles tend to be direct, and we actually get told, oh my gosh, you're so mean. You're so harsh. And I've had that feedback given to me actually when I moved to Florida. I had somebody on my team who told me once, oh, you just love conflict. That's why. Because I was trying to push her past what I felt was a more passive aggressive kind of style to conflict. And I, I feel like that's a little more prevalent here in Florida. I'm sorry, my Florida friends. Maybe it is because there are a lot of transplants here to be fair. Um, you know, I think it was in Steel Magnolias that Weezer said, if you have nothing nice to say about someone, come sit by me. Uh, I feel like that happens a lot with the culture here. And what I don't understand is how on earth is that better? So yeah, I tend to be pretty direct and pretty blunt, but only with people I have a trusting, caring relationship with. Because honestly, if I don't care about a person like a stranger or something going on I can let things go pretty well too but as a leader I care about the development of my team I care about my peers and their success and when I do and when I care about someone 
I do feel an obligation that if I'm feeling something or observing something or something at work has happened where maybe a process was broken or something's out of whack or things are happening and conflict is occurring, oh no, four-letter word, I do feel that it is way more respectful and truthful for me to go have a conversation with that person directly rather than what a lot of people do is smile and nod and then go talk smack behind their backs. How on earth is that more polite and more mannerly to do that? To me, that is so much worse. And that is what perpetuates a toxic culture in a lot of work environments. And I would say even school environments, church environments, anywhere. Gossip prevails and people aren't actually having conversations face-to-face about things and working through things together. I think it's just crazy. I wish we wouldn't have lost the filters that we had as kids and we would actually just realize that if we just kind of put our cards on the table and had those conversations up front, that we would probably have way less misunderstandings and things happening. So here's a few sips about this. First sip, conflict really isn't a four-letter word. It really isn't a bad thing. I realize that it has a very negative connotation, and even when I use the word, I'm sure some of you are flinching a bit. But all conflict really is, is a difference of perspectives. And if we want diversity in our lives, and when I mean diversity, I mean diversity in every sense of the word. People in our inner circle, people in our work teams, people in our, on our school teams, on our bake sale teams, on our whatever, you know, in our lives, even within our own families, there's diversity, right? Because yes, some of it is about, about race and the color of our skins, but also diversity is about diversity of thought and diversity of background and diversity of beliefs and experience. And that is an awesome thing. We all bring that to the table. I promise you, you're going to get to the way better product, way better, you know, thing than you ever would with a bunch of people who just all think and feel the same way. And by the way, that's not even freaking possible. We are all unique human beings. We all have our own our own experiences that create yes, filters in our head and biases, frankly, based on those experiences, based on how we were raised, based on where we were brought up, who brought us up, all of those things. And if we just recognize that and we recognize it openly, how beautiful would it be for us to just be like, hey, we're all different. This is kind of cool and interesting. And yes, as a result of that, We might have some times where uh, we're going to have to have a tough conversation, but it's okay because it brings more understanding. If you're in a relationship, a personal relationship, right? A marriage, a friendship, a significant partner, whatever, you have to communicate with each other. Good marriages and good relationships fail because of lack of communication, because people aren't being honest with their feelings or direct or finding ways to speak the same language of each other. It's no different in a work environment. We have to speak the same language when we're on the same team, when we're trying to move towards the same goals. It's critical, or we will fail if we don't. Second sip, courage. Not just for the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz, and even Cinderella in the live-action Disney remake movie said, have courage and be kind. All it takes is a little bit of courage to have those conversations. And leaders, you've got to encourage your people to have that. Don't swoop in 
and save them every time and be the hero and be the fixer. I get it. I'm a fixer. I like to fix things for people. But that's not serving your team if you're doing that. Encourage them. Listen to them. Absolutely. Validate. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds like there's something there. But also don't overcompensate and don't overvalidate because frankly, the truth is likely in the middle. Sometimes I see leaders that like completely just blindly take their, their team member's side and come to find out maybe that wasn't the case. And then now you have a situation where now your team's going to be like, I'm just going to go get mom or dad. I'm going to just go sick them on you. And they're not going to deal with their, their issues head on. That is so not the answer. And by the way, you are... Your job as a leader is to develop leaders, not develop followers. And what you're doing by doing that is you're developing followers. You need to have encourage them to have courage. Don't fix it for them. Great. I understand. That sounds pretty harsh. That sounds bad. Why don't you go and have a conversation with them? Then come back and tell me how it goes. And then, then if you need to escalate, if you need there's something else and it's just not working, okay, then you can play a mediator. You can step in but not before they haven't tried to have that conversation. You've got to develop those managing conflict skills in a person. Otherwise, they have no business being a leader. And some of the most conflict avoidant people I know are in leadership positions, and it hurts my heart because I just think they have no business leading people if you can't deal with things head on. And I'm not talking about, I think sometimes, again, going back to that whole zero to 60 thing, Sometimes people think, oh, well, then I'm just going to lay it down flat and just yell and just scold and just, you know, demean people. Again, no, that is not what I'm saying at all. You can speak the truth in kindness easily. You can be, it's tough love and tough love as a leader is so critical and so important. Speak the truth in love. Tell them directly so they they hear what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're assumption is and what your perception is but tell them tell them honestly and forthrightly don't sugarcoat it candy coat it It doesn't help but certainly don't yell scold or you know be immature about it either that's ridiculous and there's no reason for it final sip I promise you the more you do this the easier it gets I know some of you are thinking oh I hate conflict makes my stomach hurt I get the butterflies I want to throw up I oh my gosh, I just don't want to do it. It feels gross. It's not for me. And then on the flip side, some of you are like, oh yeah, well, you don't know who my coworker is. And there is no talking to that person. I'm sure there's all kinds of different reasons why, right? But here's the thing. Again, not about them. Not about them. Stop worrying about other people. This is about you demonstrating leadership and you going and having that conversation And guess what? It may not work and it may not fix it. And that may be on the other person, but at least you did the right thing and you tried. You went in with a win-win type of a solution-oriented mindset, expressing yourself, helping them to try to see, hey, look, this is my side. I want to hear your side, giving them empathy and understanding. And yeah, sometimes it may not work. But here's the thing, you did it. And that's all that you can ask for to do. And then that is an appropriate time that if you needed to get someone else involved, a leader or whatnot. But consistency is key and you will get better at it. And it will feel more comfortable the more often you have these types of conversations 
whether that's in your work life, your personal life, school life, whatever, whatever situation that you're in, wherever your life is, and even with your family life. I mean, look at how many families are torn apart by misunderstandings, assumptions, presumptions. It's because they don't talk. They don't actually lay it out there and have a conversation with each other. There's a great book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I believe I've mentioned it before in my podcast. And if I haven't, that would surprise me, actually, because it's it's one of my favorite books. It's a quick, short read, but has just a lot of really great advice and counsel about just four pretty simple mantras that if we live by could completely change our lives. And one of them is to not make assumptions. And I know people have probably heard this statement, oh, when I assume, I make an ass out of you and me. Very clever. But it's true. Assumptions, I mean, how often do you have a conversation with someone and you use the words like, I just assumed you wanted that. I just assumed you thought X, Y, and Z. I just assumed you weren't going to do something. And how often is it that it's not true? It's just the story we made up in our own heads. I know Brene Brown talks about that. The story I'm telling myself is. And that's all based on assumptions. And to me, assumptions are the foundation for misunderstandings. And they are the foundation for the four-letter word conflict. So how do you get through that is just what we just talked about. You know, To actually look at conflict is just an opportunity to understand how someone else feels to have a conversation and and move on with mutual understanding doesn't have to be agreement I'm not saying you have to agree with people it's okay but to have a conversation right to have courage to even take that first step and have courage to encourage your team members or your family members or other people your peers to take that first step and go and deal with something directly and also to do it often right so we get better and better at it All right, so here's a bonus tip for you. I mean, they do say that coffee is good to the last drop, right? So we're going to squeeze out every little possible part we can of of that coffee bean. There's another one of the agreements in Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, is about not taking anything personally. So I realized today we focused a lot about how you and if you have a perception or an assumption or a concern and how you address that with another person but oftentimes people bring up something to us that may surprise us shock us and or infuriate us or frustrate us and it's really really important to remember that none of that is personal that when people have issues with us when people have something that they need to figure out with us and sometimes it is just that misunderstanding that you can both talk about and figure out together but there are also times where people are not going to be the adults about it and they are going to talk about you or say snarky things about you or talk to someone else or a leader or get their leader involved or whatever there's going to be those moments and you have to really recognize that it's not personal They've got something going on in their own life. It's their own insecurities playing out. It's their own hang-ups playing out. I don't know what it is, but do not take it personally. I guarantee that people are often projecting upon other people um, when things just seem really catty and, you know, not again, not a work-related misunderstanding or situation. Sometimes people just, it feels personal, but you can't escalate there. You can't get angry, get frustrated, take it so much to heart, because all that's going to do is 
is hurt you and take conflict to a whole nother level. I think the most important thing you have to realize is that we're all human beings. We all have our perceptions. We all see things the way we see them based on our filters, based on our experience, based on our point of view of the world. And yeah, that can be a hard thing and a frustrating thing when someone else may not see the world the way we do. But it's also a really cool thing when we stop and try to understand and see something from someone else's point of view. Then that word conflict is no longer a four-letter word. Thank you so much for having a cup of coffee with me. Join my Leadership's Facebook page for more conversation and for daily inspiration. Follow me at Leadspirations and Life is Grit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, keep on brewing.